0: Hey and welcome to the rugby report card for another fortnight Um, with me this week is just Blake this week which is good good and bad good that Blake's here bad dicks not that's what that's what I was referring to there Blake how are you?
1: I'm good, mate. I'm, I'm glad it's good that I'm here. I'm feeling good. How are you feeling?
0: Feeling under the welder. Had a little bit of a Reuben wiki today. Uh, so uh, just been parked up on the couch getting through Gangs of London and a little bit of God of War on PlayStation, which is a pretty good game. Pretty fun. game. Oh,
1: that sounds lovely, mate. Oh, These yeah. are the
0: days, man. Don't wish them away.
1: That sounds like quite quite the day. No, no. Ruben speaking of Ruben Wikis, mate, once you've got a kid, it you just take turns in being sick for their whole existence since from birth to to 15 months. Just take yeah. turns in being sick. You got
0: that Patriot's mantra of 015, no days off.
1: I still got the I still got the plaque on the wall. But you know. A day off's not a day off, is it? No, no, no. You may as well go to work. Um well, you know, it could be worse. It could be a lockdown down in Melbourne. That's tough. Yeah, it is tough, but great to
0: see a game of rugby at Leichardt Oval, which is yeah. my local, local home ground.
1: Yeah, there's some wins. Well, let's chat rugby, Jim. Um, we've we've largely, I, I don't believe we've podcast since the horror of the Trans-Tasman series. Um, thoughts? Look, it's been grim. Um,
0: <laughs> full of optimism week one. Full of it. Literally a gutful. And then I was like, all right, sweet. I thought that was going to happen. Get them a week to sort of get back into it, rest some players, get some systems fixed. And then week two was just as bad. Wasn't what it? It I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was, actually. Um, and then this week was pretty bad, too, outside of the Reds. Outside of the Reds, each game was a convincing loss.
1: Yeah, I'm a bit uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde on it, uh, man, I guess how I feel about it. But I tell you what, I didn't realise how fair weather I was. I couldn't have been more excited about the whole trans Tasman thing. I was chomping at the bit, the atmosphere of the two uh, domestic competitions it created. Man, I was, I was proper over it this weekend before the Reds game. Like I was ready to, I might just not watch it. Too much rugby? No, just too much horrific losses. Yeah, yeah. Non-competitive, boys versus men, chess versus checkers, choose your lame metaphor. It was it's,
0: it's sewn up. 20 minutes in, it's sewn. Or, oh, or at least that's my mentality. I just, it's, it, it's not it's even over.
1: sewn. It's, it's the, from the kickoff, the absolute domination at every aspect of the game. Um, it's honestly boys versus men stuff. But on the other side of the coin, there's the part of me which is like, well, the Aussie teams just haven't adjusted and the Brumbies have been away for three weeks in a row. They came straight after a grand final and they made a good showing week one. We know they've got hope and, hey, they're missing three of their best forwards. You've got Samo Slipper and Neville out. It's the heart of that pack. That team's all forward pack and they're in New Zealand Come on, on a long tour too. Exactly. The boys are tired. exhausted. Let's give them a chance back in Canberra. They might put something together there. Let's look at the Reds. they got to win. Let's look at yep. the Tars. They've never yep. played better. Let's yep. look at the Force. they fought every game. So th- there's the other side of me, which is like, no, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And then the other half of me is like, it, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Look, it's it's two completely different styles of the same sport. It's like Southpaw and whatever the other one is. It's just, and one's clearly better, or one is way more suited to this level of competition. Um, but it's just incomparable because when you watch the Australian teams, to all play quite similarly. When they verse each other, there you can fucking it's something you can fucking get behind. But when you put this on, it's just that it's a completely different way of playing the exact same sport. And on one side, it's fascinating. And on the other side, it's just, dude, how long is it going to take to catch up? How are they going to play like this? Like, it's not as simple as getting the coaches across and, and getting the similar systems and similar game plans and structures and all that shit. It's just completely different. And it almost seems like they can't change. They just have to play that slow. And I don't even actually think it is that slow. It's just slower.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, New Zealand rugby, it's something special, isn't it's, it? It's, oh, just the talent, man. Breakdown, turnover. But I think I, what I found most depressing was, right, they've always dusted us at turnover. They've probably always had us for skill, maybe even athleticism, once you start getting to the domestic comp. But they've never had us for physicality. The boys have always making an account for themselves. There's never been that, that dominance Man, every tackle, the Kiwis sides win. Every tackle. Every single tackle the Kiwis make, we get driven backwards. Every single run we make, we get pumped. On the other hand, they just make metres and have an arm free because it's not a dominant tackle and the offload's just sitting there. So it's not only skill. That's the Crusaders' blueprint, that. It's genuine. It's physicality and skill, which is just a bit depressing. But, But with that said... With all of that said, um, we are talking about Australia being at five teams, which we haven't been at for a long time. We are talking about, um, like I said, the Brumbies being on tour for a long time. Maybe it's not all doom and gloom, and there are shades of individual brilliance, moments of individual brilliance that get you up and about. But, Jesus, has it been a reality check?
0: No, it's pretty doom and gloom, man, because whether you like it or not, geographically, this is our competition. Right. I love the model and there's already articles coming out saying, go your own way. Don't do this. I read one earlier in the week, but this is our competition. The domestic comp, which we all got behind, and then a competitive trans-Tasman, like that's a perfect model. It's just not going to work if it's just going to be a demolition each time. So maybe it's a couple of years away, but it has, this has to be it. It's not good enough to sort of just lose for 10
1: years. Yeah. Not it has to be the- I don't want to know a moratorium and rugby and all it's it's only in the private schools and AFL's crept in and legs poaching and we don't know the systems and the grassroots. Yeah. Yeah. We know all of those problems. We know all of those issues. I wonder, is this the chickens coming home to roost or is this just a period of transition and we, and we sort of had a year or two of being diluted, but I guess the thing that shocked me the most is I didn't realize uh, how much more enjoyable sport is when it's competitive and your team wins occasionally. Yeah, yeah, when you go into each one. I didn't realise I was so fair weather, but I loved every moment of that Super Rugby AU. I was so excited for Trans Tasman. And, man, I I feel like a fair weather fan. I didn't really want to watch it this weekend until the Reds. That was the most fun 40 minutes of
0: it. Well, it hurts, you know, and and it impacts your life. You can't just, hey organize your whole life around well this is what my experience is my whole weekend is based around getting yeah, these four you hours you being not be
1: in more barney rubble for getting yeah. these hours
0: off yeah and i get in there and within 20 minutes i'm already like fuck
1: it's 35 fuck. three
0: yeah yeah so now i go in there going look if it's sewn up in 20 i'll be i'll be free it's a five thirty <laughs> kickoff but i could be available at six
1: sorry <laughs> um, it's probably fair to say you will be um, yeah exactly time slot. Um, so it's sorry, mate, it's my just my dishwasher in the background doing its thing quite loudly. Um it's it's been pretty, pretty miserable. And we'll get into each team and talk about the systems and their setups, but let's let's have a bit of positivity. That 40 minutes of reds. I tweeted it, mate. That's taken a round of antibiotics after a backpacker trip around Europe, isn't it? That was the medicine we all needed.
0: Yeah, it was a punch to the jaw, um, which was great. The mckenzie red card, which definitely should have been one. In the modern game, had him down to thirteen, it didn't it for for a period of time, um, and they they took their chances. The old Reds had some had a great. I don't know if it was his debut or not. But the first time I've ever yelled his name out, Henry.
1: Yeah, Henry too. What well, shades of Ben Tune the way he moves. Not saying his performance. I haven't seen the kid do anything yet, but it, the way he moves, the way he carries his hips, the way he does his hair, how fast he runs. Um, I couldn't think more highly of that kid. God, they got some talent coming through.
0: Don't they? It seems like the state and to that's be the in.
1: The exciting thing with Australian rugby, there is oodles of talent coming through. And when you see kids like this have their run on their and just carve like a Christmas turkey. <coughs> yep. It's beautiful, mate. He was on fire. Look, you know my feelings on the cards. I don't like to see a non competitive game. um 13 versus 15 is not my idea of fun footy. And I think it devalues. How good the Reds were. They were so dominant, man. They would have beat 20 men. Yeah. Half their shit was on fire. Yeah.
0: I mean, the argument is, and it's not one you can make, nor this is me being Neg Nancy, but the Chiefs came home with a soggy sail. Yeah. You
1: know, yeah. They, we'll they we'll came. get to that. We'll get to that. But I well, agree with I don't it. know what
0: the structure is, man. When am, when am I saying things and when am I not? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it's a fair shout. Yeah. No, I was just wanted to talk about that card a little bit longer. No one, okay. no one can argue under the current rules. I just
0: wanted to say soggy sail. I'll be honest with you.
1: Yeah, you got there, you got it out a bit of alliteration, much appreciated. Um, no one could argue that that's a red card, it's clear as day per the rules. Um, and we don't want players hitting each other in the head, it is what it is. I just wish players weren't off the field for 20 minutes. I'm glad it's only 20 and it wasn't the whole game. Um, I, I just think, I think they ruined the competition. I'm for getting contact off the head. But that was a case of it just ruined the vibe for the Reds because they were so bloody good. Mm. Um, I think regardless of that, they were just on fire. Um, And we were robbed of watching Damien McKenzie carve. But He's an idiot, shouldn't have done the tackle. Let's move on. People have dwelled on it enough. The interesting thing is the different ways it's been refed in the two competitions. Mm. I think that, per the book, it's a Reds, a Reds, a Red. But the Kiwi comp mate, a lot less... Like a lot more seems to be a yellow or just a penalty. Um, in the Australian comp, you get your Oz tags a little high and you're off. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's a little bit different. But I don't know. Just to talk about the Reds, I think I think they're a bit hungover from the uh, Australian comp. Um, they haven't been fully fit either, and this is one of the first times we've seen them. At home for two weeks in a row and putting on a show. That's that's the Reds that we expected in this competition. And, yeah, you're right. Chiefs came home with a soggy sale. But I think the ref, Reds were taking the mick uh, with their bench coming on early.
0: Yeah, what was uh, that?
1: All the continuity went out the window. I think they just thought they had a, a big enough lead. If that Muppet off the bench actually threw a pass... Mm. Um, Vunavala would have scored another. They just thought they had it in the Israel dag, so they brought the bench on. Exactly, mate. They thought they had it in the dag and pushed on. Um, So I wouldn't read too much into that, but it just shows you the the heart of the Kiwi teams to keep plugging, even with a bloke in the bin and their best player off the park. They just keep going. Yeah, they Um, do. I thought what was really interesting in that one, it was Harry Wilson shows up in big games. Um, He's sort of the opposite of a Simone. Simone looks like a freak against nobody. Put him against Kiwi opposition. Who is that, bloke? He's not Harry, quick enough. Harry Wilson, you put him against the Kiwis, he grows an extra leg. He's yeah. an absolute beast. That's because um, he bleeds
0: he, gold, mate, bleeds gold. Not that Simone doesn't, he doesn't but he bleeds gold. He plays with his heart on his sleeve. Doesn't he? Will I mean, he get injured every game?
1: It showed the Tongan Thors world-class. Every time there was a scrum, the Reds were dominant, and it sets yeah. a totally different platform from every other Australian side. Yeah. Um, BPA had his best game. Tate McDermott had his best game. And I'm going to go at on a limb, mate. He's only played three games of footy, but Vunavala is a fucking freak. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the spark, doesn't he? He's absolutely got the spark in the athleticism. If he's not on the sting for the Wallabies, they're kidding himself.
0: Yeah, I don't care if there's some
1: homegrown kid who's played 100 first grade games; so he can beat it and carry Vunivalu's back. No. Yeah,
0: and I know Betty's leaving, and he actually played a decent game on the weekend. Gone, but he takes Corrabetti spot for me.
1: Probably, but right now I probably pick both of them.
0: Yeah, there's an argument in that different ball games. Anything that annoyed me is that epic physical try Corrabetti scored. Never even considered passing when it probably was the right option. I think that sums him up quite well that little movement there. Don't yeah. know if you know what I'm referring to. But he's such a good defensive winger though. I love what he does in D. He's hot and cold, man. He either hits something real strong or gets stood up by a, by a simple pass.
1: Yeah. I don't <laughs> know. I
0: come and go and the rebels have been so bad and he has not had a great season.
1: Well, should we jump over the Rebels? They've been been god-awful, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, you feel really sorry for them. They've obviously lost the coach. You hear stories that they've not had a full training venue. If you look at their wallabies at the start of the season, what, DHB, Nisirani missed the whole season, both of them. They have been up against it, backs against the wall. They've been travelling. Oh, Richard's actually calling me right now, mate it has got time for a phone call, but not a podcast. Very interesting.
0: Just tell him to join, man. Just send him the link.
1: Um, yeah, the Rebels have backs against the wall all season. COVID, travelling, it's happening to them again. They played another one away from home. You've got to feel for the boys. But they look like a Sydney Uni first grade side to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's not working. For them, yeah, and it's they,
1: atrocious.
0: They're trying everything too, throwing Tamula out in the wing, but just don't forget, man, that they did not score a, a try at all in the domestic comp. I know that's it not did. true, but they just didn't. It didn't feel like it did. Yes. It didn't feel like they scored a try that <laughs> yeah. whole time. So I don't feel too sorry for them. No. I think them getting 27 points on the Highlanders is. A bit of a even when you watch the tars play I'm jumping around here the way in which they're playing the game and attacking is they're trying to play this New Zealand brand of rugby they're, there's just so much intensity and go and hit the line and everything's so frantic but organized we're just not executing to the point where you, you, you've got to score 45 points if you're going to be competitive each game you've got to score 45 points
1: well I think that, the rebels that...
0: are coming up with 25 points each game this lately.
1: Yeah, but that's a bit of fool's gold, I reckon. All the Kiwi sides are playing for the bonus point win. All the Kiwi sides, from what I can see, give zero fucks about defence and just Harlem Globetrotters want to take turns in scoring. Um, (coughs) The reason there's points out there for the Rebels and for the Tars, I just don't think the Kiwi sides are uh, treating it like a test match in defence. All their think they are. structures are trying to get the bonus point in attack. They're playing this offensive game, and it's, I think it's complementing the Australian attack but making our defence look absolutely foolish. Mm. Um, I think the Rebels looked a lot better with the, with the 10 at 10 and Tamura at 12. Um, I think that suited them a lot more. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just – I wouldn't be too lured in by all the Aussie teams putting on 20, 25 points a week. If you look at the blueprint for beating New Zealand sides, we'll look at the Rugby World Cup, what did England do? Stop Incredible them. Incredible defensive line. Dominate the set piece. Fast line speed. Kick territory. Don't kick for turnover ball. Yeah. That's the but, blueprint, mate. And the Australian but, sides, you're right, they're playing <coughs> netball. They're playing the New Zealand attacking team, <laughs> trying to out-offload them, and they they can't compete in that game.
0: Yeah. It's the um, post-line break defence, which is just horrific, where each Kiwi team, that post-line break defence, it's just a next level. They must do at least 40 hours on it a week.
1: Well, not even that. They're post-line offence. The idea that once they make a break, that they be scoring. There's three guys coming on the inside and the outside ready to go. Whereas the Australian player makes a break and it's set. For who is it? Who are out. the
0: people? Who are the people in Australian rugby who are running that line for the off? Jake Gordon, he's one. Yeah, Take good, McDermott, yeah. he always runs it too. It's just a nice little nine roll.
1: That backup line. Yeah, but the New Zealand side always seems to be a back three.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a third one option. Of the,
1: one of the fly halves. Just Banks is quite
0: around. good at it too
1: yeah so mate, rebels come with me on this it's just me them. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not coming with um, Rebels have been disappointing Reds it was really nice to see them get a win. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they can do two in a row. Should we jump down to our beloved Brumbies who look a shell of them for their former selves
0: yeah look
1: uh,
0: what are they three weeks on the road here Three, three weeks digestive on the road. systems are all out of whack. they're going home. They played an absolute gut buster against the Crusaders round one and just never really hit a stride after it.
1: You're right. And I just think Slipper. CEO's a shadow of his former self. Yeah. And without without Slipper, the Scrum's yeah. not firing. When the Scrum's it, not firing, the team's not firing. It's getting to the point where it's
0: Scotty CEO later.
1: It is. <laughs> You're <laughs> not wrong, Jim. You're not wrong. Um, and then he'll go to the force next year. Missing Neville, missing Brown. Um missing Samo, half their forward packs missing, and that's what that team was built off. Yeah. What i what I found interesting though is how quickly a backline disintegrates without the forward going momentum. Lalesio looks half the player. Icatao didn't know he was on the field, mate. He looks like he just looks like a stock standing center.
0: Well, that's the thing. If you're going backwards, your kicking game better be the best thing you've ever seen.
1: Yeah. And they're just not delivering, even right. He still looks handy on the wing, but he looks a bit frantic. Um, I think Banks is still in some form. It's just really hard when the team's getting shellacked. Really hard. Yeah, really hard. Um, so really disappointing by the Brumbies. And they even look a bit defeated, I thought, this one. And you know what really got me? At the end of the game, they said to the Blues captain, um, oh, what was it? Look like you boys are doing it pretty easy out there. And he went, yeah, yeah, we were. Ah, right so <laughs> uh, <clears throat> how good is that um so just not good enough the brummies don't look up to it uh, when their pack's not moving they're not moving and the pack's not moving um the force look atrocious but jesus they've made some signings have you followed that
0: no i haven't
1: stolen kunzel um pasatoa they've just they bought the under 20s from every other club
0: really yeah just for some, with the, the old olive branch, you get some actual game time.
1: Yeah, which I think is good for Australian rugby that those young blokes get to play some footy. It's a huge, there's like five or six of them on that one. It
0: has, it has to be the way, though. I think it's really good. has to be the way. They look like they've got a decent coaching set up down there. Um, game time and just not falling into that pattern of just losing, losing,
1: losing because it will crush them. It'll crush them. Uh, you, you've got to think, though, that the, the Force are two, three years away of a consistent team to look any good at all, aren't they? In, in theory, yes. But, I mean, the pattern
0: once again is you go to the Force, earn your stripes, and then you come move to the northern beaches, man. Yeah, but the Sydney. cash
1: the You can't play money. for the
0: Tars and stop giving a fuck.
1: <laughs> the cash money these days is all over in Perth, though. So I think yeah. that dynamics change. They didn't have Twiggy back in the day.
0: Yeah, but none, none of them are homegrown. They get homesick, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's not that it's not that long, is it? The footy? No, it's not. Uh, um, so look, the force will look atrocious. I tell you what, it does surprise me though. Um, I thought watching them when you look at someone like Kurundrani, you just reminded why. Yeah, the Wallabies used to be pretty good. <clears throat> Him in a shit side getting punished still makes outline every time he touches the ball. Yeah. Anyone yeah. runs near him, he just whacks him. He's just a big you know, unit. He's the big dude who's played at that level. Um and, and he's, he's one been, of those blessed ones where his, his career
0: own. has not been marred by injuries. One iota.
1: Yeah, that bloke just keeps showing up for just work keeps showing up.
0: Yeah. Just punches his card no matter what. Just bundies on, Bundies off.
1: Doesn't he? Gets through some work. Actually, <laughs> oh, I'd be interested now. I only have been injured. That bloke just bundies on and off, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's a good, that's a good I'll Google it now.
1: Yeah. Has
0: um, Kurandrani ever been injured? He was
1: suspended
0: this year. Computer says no. Computer
1: says no. Well, Computer says no. He's our stats man. Is Richard coming on? No, nah, we haven't. We haven't got him, mate. Um, I, I, I've got a theory though. Um, I actually think, uh, the Wallabies will still be quite strong. Well,
0: this is this is what I, you know, this is my takeaway from this comp. You know, I don't know. I'm glad this is coming up because I've been thinking about it. I've been worrying about it. Cold sweats. And I think it's, it's pretty telling of and it could be another whitewash. I don't know what Dave Rennie's got in his back pocket. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: well, it'll be a whitewash in a field bikes. So let's not fucking kid ourselves. Are you talk, you're talking trans you seen hey. Mitch Mwanga? you seen Jordy Barrett? you seen yeah. Damien McKenzie? you seen yeah. Lennett Brown? Seen but the Rudy hype. Pabella? I'll
0: subscribe. I'll subscribe the hype. I'll try and get that exact same thing we did last year at the Nags Head going again. It was a good time.
1: That was, a, that was fun, mate. If you the, want to join us, we'll be at the Nags Head guessing on the cans. Remember, it was the 2 p.m.
0: on Sunday game or the 4 p.m. Sunday.
1: Makes work on Monday very hard. It was really rough. <laughs> Um, but my point is I think we are way too thinly spread for five teams I still want five teams so don't worry we're not going down that rabbit hole but we don't have the talent for five teams there's club rugby players I mean the Rebels largely a club rugby side let's be honest um, Tars largely a club rugby side let's be honest I think the Reds and Brummies have got a bunch of internationals. The Force have got a bunch of ex-internationals. Yeah. Um,
0: but I guess the question is, is in five years, do we?
1: Yeah, sure. I don't know if we do. But I think we still have a strong 23. Um, yeah. I think the Wallabies still have 23 very good players. And if you look like blokes like Valentini, Harry Wilson, Tupo, Vunavalo... Paisami, there's blokes that are still dominating and losing sides in this Trans Tasman comp. And once you get a wallaby side, you got six or seven of them. Yeah. Um, And if you get the right coach, the right setup, and a bit of consistency and a bit of flow, there's still a very strong wallaby side to be had. Now, where do I worry about the wallabies? Um, It's hooker in second row still. Gotta like Frost, but he's still three or four years off being done. Gotta like Joseo, he's still three or four years off being done. Um yeah. uh Solakai Lotto's playing some good footy at the moment, but we're still struggling in the second row stocks. And we oh, there's not a hooker in the company country who's competent. Um, but I like the I think we've got you know 18, 19 good players that you can pick from all of his side. Now, if you went full international, if you could bring everyone back, your Samu Karevis, your Colemans, your Skeltons, your Arnolds, your Latus, if he drink Drive his way back to the team. Um I think we'd have a pretty strong side uh, that could be well coached. So I think there's still plenty of talent in Australian rugby. It's just spread very thinly, and we weren't ready for the juggernaut of Kiwi rugby. Uh, we weren't ready for that quick ruck ball. We weren't ready for that turnover ball. We weren't ready for the offload. Um, we were playing a much slower brand of rugby. Um, and we just weren't ready for the constant counterpunch that is New Zealand rugby. But I think the Wallabies will be, and i got hope, and I'm excited. Um, that's for the French series. Yeah. I, I also think the Bockeys will be underdone. So will the Argentinians, so bring them on. Um, I'm
0: not convinced they're coming over, man, the Bockeys. I'm not convinced the French are coming
1: over, to be honest.
0: Really? Yeah, I'm a bit worried about that. To Mate, some concerned. cash to be lost if they're not. Yeah, God, I hope so. God, That'll hope. be an excellent series.
1: Excellent. Might, might actually
0: win once but again. Apparently, it's
1: three games in two weeks as a midweeker. What? Yeah, the French because of the French domestic comp. They just uh, okay. get in. and I think for the first game, half their players can't make it. It's great news for us. We really need. What
0: does teams. that mean for our squad? Because you can't ask thirty dudes to play three games in ten days. No, games. I think you just do the old
1: checker. Everyone gets a swag set up.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and this look, it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting makeup, the Wallaby side. Uh, a few other questions I want to throw to you, Jim. Club yeah. rugby. I'm sure you've seen the mail. The elite clubs want to kick out Penrith, Para, Southern. It's
0: not the first yeah. time I've heard it. <clears throat> Didn't we do it's this a couple of years ago? just
1: comes back every couple of years.
0: I'm pretty sure we did kick them out, we. I probably should they kicked them out and um, then they fought their way
1: back. No, no, but... they've, they've always been there, mate. No, didn't didn't wasn't there a call? No, it was when the ARC was first created. There was a bit of a tanty that oh, okay. those clubs weren't getting a look in.
0: Yeah, look, not the first time you've you've heard it and Paulton now will come out and tell you every Western Sydney kid who loves rugby union will did he? <laughs> There's <none of> them <laughs> did he like come team. out? <laughs> every Western Sydney kid who loves rugby will go play league and stuff. They do. I'm sure, I'm sure the rhetoric will start. But um look. If you poach the talent, or if you get the talent to play for your club, they'll play rugby, man. But as a as a comp, I don't watch it. I used to love it when I played for Southern Districts. I don't watch it now. Do you watch it? No, see,
1: I do on on stand when I can, when I get the chance when the yeah. little fellas out and about. Um, I love the comp, mate. Piss off, Southern Districts are phenomenal. They lost four games by one point in injury time. They should be top of the comp. Um, I just can't think of a more private school elitist deluded view than shrinking that competition piss off yeah um, if australian rugby serious about grassroots rugby one of the first things they need to do is spread the talent in terms of players coaches facilities funding um so that those clubs get a fair shake because at the moment it's not um, it's, 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 shit, it's a shit system but the answer is not to kick those clubs out, um, it, you just couldn't be further from reality in any walk of this world What I do they mean, want to they shorten, shorten the film? comp? Is
0: it, are they kicking them out for the idea of making the comp more enticing to shorten it?
1: I don't just think to be dickheads mate but I don't take it too seriously because I, I haven't met a reasonable person that actually endorses or supports it I don't know in what yacht club this sounds like a good idea, I just can't think of a dumber idea um, and some of the best parts of club rugby is those bus trips to the other side of Sydney. Yeah. Best not and the worst. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know. Super rugby, trans-Tasman. You still got any passion left? You are still going to keep watching these next two rounds?
0: Uh, I'll watch. Um, of course. I always try and make time for the Brumbies game. And, um, you know, I'll see what the Reds are doing too. But in terms of Tars and Rebels, they're the ones that I miss. Four stars, Rebels, they're the ones that I miss.
1: No, I'm still staying in it. I'm still watching everything. I think the Tars are actually – they're their best Tars they've been all year. Parise carving at 13. The yeah, team, I agree. That, aside.
0: Yeah, I watched them down at Wynn Stadium, the back end of the 20, and all I seen were just on the attack, getting close, getting close, and, uh, getting, and then close, the- getting close, getting close. And the Crusaders are just giving away – fuck, they were giving away a lot of penalties. But they've been doing that all year, both comps. Yeah, they're good at that, aren't they? They're
1: very good at it. God, they're very good at football too. How good is Richie Moana? Just outstanding. It's just quite enjoyable watching him play rugby. Yeah, he's very good. Um, One of the other talks – um, and I know people feel very opinionated about this, not a strong view on it. There's talks of, um, you know, some people have floated the idea of, yeah, Trans Tasman Comp can absolutely live on. It's just got to be free market between Australia and New Zealand.
0: Don't mind it at all.
1: So we can poach Kiwis, they can poach Aussies.
0: How do you, what's the what's the sales pitch, Bart? That's the toughest part. What do you mean? Like, why, why is Moanga coming to play for the Tars, man? How Who's good? he knowing the Northern
1: Beaches? He'll make some friends. Yeah, make some friends.
0: Um, it's good because if it's year in, year out, like a bit of a – I don't know how I don't know how it would look. But one year they're this team, second year they're on that team. I, I don't know.
1: You love that shit, though, with the NFL. You love trades and transfers and hearing who's got it. to who. you. Uh, like that's part of the theatre of it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, The exactly. argument is, would we just be funding seven Kiwi sides – because Richie Malone will be at the Tars.
0: Who gives a um, fuck if people are tuning in?
1: And you're just limiting the Australian sides and then throwing the Australian talent, you know, overseas. There's zero continuity. James O'Connor's running out for the canes.
0: <laughs> I would love to see James O'Connor run out for the canes.
1: I, I tell you what, right, that's the argument against it. I was just playing devil's advocate with you. I think it's such a great idea. I love it's the like, of it. It's like having Toulon
0: in our own backyard. Yeah, I love you know, it. You just it's see cool. Ma Nonu hooking up with Gitto
1: It's just like it sounds so much fun. I just think um, I understand why New Zealand could be offered if you're New Zealand rugby, but for Australian rugby, having our boys in the Kiwi set up, how good for their development? And having a Mawanga jump over to an Australian side or a Bowdoin Barrett, who's your marquee signing, how much are they going to bring in terms of yeah. fans? Yeah. I just, it sounds amazing to yeah. me. You know, I understand why the Kiwis wouldn't get behind it, but it's just free market sport. What are we doing?
0: Yeah, just get Artie Savier as a FIFO worker for the
1: force. I just couldn't be more in, mate. It, I just love the idea. And I understand why tragics don't, but I just absolutely love the idea. And Pierce Off, there's no geography left anyway. No. Who in the Rebels is from Melbourne? Who in the Force None. is from Perth? Who in the Brummies is from Canberra? None. You back like your we, team, mate. What
0: are we playing at? This, I, think, I think it's outstanding.
1: Yeah, I think it'd be a great setup. I think we're in the minority there, Jim, though. Know? I imagine people listening to this and blowing up deluxe with a thousand counter arguments. But you know, we got the mic, bitches. Yeah.
0: i <laughs> will <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. be down. I'd be down to watch it and give it a go. What's the harm in trying?
1: Yeah, well, like the harm in trying is for the Kiwis. You lose yeah, continuity. you lose all your players, yada, yada, yada.
0: I wonder, what I really want to know is how the fan, how the players sorry, feel about that idea. What? I wonder if they'd be interested in doing that.
1: What, other fans?
0: No, players. What do the players think about that? Then they just yeah. jump over to the Chiefs and verse the Reds.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: that would be but- hard to do.
1: Yeah I, I, yeah, I wonder. And it takes some time. And it takes some changing. But, I mean, in the rugby league, there's no for the origin sides or anything, and that yeah. seems to not impact it. I don't Sign me up, buddy. Hook it to my veins. Yeah. Um, but I, I just don't want to, before we go, I just don't want to leave without saying that that Reds 40 minutes, it is, I was on life support gym and yeah, hit me with the, the paddles. They've injected me with the adrenaline, and I'm fucking up and about, mate. I've ordered the Reds jersey. It's on the way. I'll burn you it have not. Year. I'll burn it next year. But for now, mate, put it on me. Hook it to my veins. I want two more wins. There's a lot of young wallabies in that side. And if the Reds are, are, are beating Kiwi sides, there's hope for this little old country yet. Yeah, yep. um, Look, I'm down
0: for it too. I think it's excellent. But if you really want to get me listening and tuning in, let me see it again, 7.45 at Suncorp Stadium this Friday, mate.
1: More, more, more. Who they got this week?
0: They got the Blues. So arguably the best two teams.
1: Yeah, I reckon the Blues are beatable. I think they're the most to put your 50 on, yeah? Blues are pretty fire. Oh, yeah, mate. They're outrageous, outrageous rugby side. Um but come on, Reds, show up, show up again, boys. It's just the physicality you got to bring against these Kiwi teams. Yeah, in the first twenty minutes.
0: Yeah, and Jesus,
1: the Australian sides have lost that every single game. Every game. Yep. Where the Australian sides particularly get pumped, obviously turnover ball. Obviously, when we don't kick it out, our defensive line is just atrocious. So those two, obviously, the middle twenty, obviously post contact meters and offloads. Uh, we're getting shellacked on those. But the big thing is the the start, the first five or ten minutes, it's like chess and checkers. We just get obliterated. Yeah. And the five minutes either side of halftime, every yeah. Australian side leaks a cheeky 14 points. <laughs> Man, it's over. And That's it's so
0: demoralising.
1: Um, so, God, I really hope these Reds get it done. Now, any criticisms of Barry? We came on this podcast pretty hard after the uh, last round of the competition when he did our boys, the Brummies in, and we came in even that harder, bust. one would say, after the grand final. Um, I'd never realised how much I liked him. <laughs> Low, talented, good with a whistle. Uh, I don't know. That's my feelings, Jim. Thought.
0: Is, is this the Reds game we're talking about here? Yeah. yeah what, he a, what a great. job. I thought he did an outstanding job. He um, was fair. He adjudicated the contact fairly, and he was consistent. Yeah, you can't say a lot about heaps of, ref, heaps of refs. He, um, you know what, uh, the best managers use their team. He consulted the assistant refs accordingly, and took their opinions on board and made the right decision ultimately.
1: Absolutely, and um, look, he was he was outstanding. And and if you, if you feel aggrieved as a Chiefs fan, I, was, I was just think you're wrong. He was objective and fair, and you won't hear me say a bad word about him. Yep.
0: yep. Now, you, t- don't t- come s- home, you don't come home with a wet, a soggy sail if the ref's not fair.
1: You know, on on the soggy sail finish, I've got a theory, Jim. I've done the stats and I've had a look at the uh, amount of teams that uh, the amount of penalties that the side losing receives in the last 10 minutes compared to the side that's winning. Yeah, as, uh, I've done this as a percentage. You following me, dog? I'm following you. So I've done it as a percentage, and it turns out that in 100% of games, the side losing gets more penalties in the final 10 minutes of rugby. Really? No, I haven't done the stats. I'd love someone to do the stats because it's such a fucking fast, mate. If you're losing, have, have all the penalties Yeah. in the last 10 minutes of the game. it yeah. is the, If someone did the stats on that, there you go. No one can make an argument for objective refereeing in our sport because it is a farce. The last 10 minutes of every – Tars be down by 90. 10 to go, they're coming storming back. It happens every single game. The team losing just starts getting penalties.
0: And no one's talking about it, you know. It happens every game. No one's talking about it.
1: Just us, Jim. Yeah. In fact, we got the mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we got the mic. Um yeah, look, it's been a while since podcast. We'll be back next week, though, won't we? Yeah, this is nice. I had a day off. It's easier. I
0: didn't. No, you tired? Shattered. I am. Dick's not here either, is he? So it, maybe it's not too easy. I am shattered, mate. I'm. I'm. Well, well, last week the Queensland correspondent was getting married. That's why we weren't here.
1: Yeah, last week we Things were. Things are happening. Uh, we were out and about. Um, I was them seeing a wedding, and then Jimmy were on the music.
0: I'm on the music. That's why we're busy and fading in, fading out.
1: If you're listening, big man, um, enjoy your honeymoon.
0: And he will be listening, won't he? He will. He's, mate, loyal.
1: You know, you can count on that one viewer ticking over.
0: Yeah, thanks.
1: Thanks, mate. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Um, I think he clicks on a few thousand times, actually. So cheers. (laughs) We need that. Yeah, we do. Advertisers threatening to leave us. Cheers, mate. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, Kiwi sides, we didn't talk about you much. But you know what? Go fuck yourself. You're winning yeah. every game by 50. What do you Exactly. Want? Do you know what surprised me, though, with the Kiwi fans? I've not met a Kiwi person in real life that is not a genuine good bloke and heaps into their footy. Like, yeah. the, all of them really nice. But on Twitter, mate, don't they come out of the woodworks when they're losing? I've seen it maybe twice in my lifetime. Like, the existence of Twitter and <coughs> the Kiwi side losing, it doesn't happen very often.
0: What is it just, do they get a bit ham? Don't ham, out don't. of the
1: cot, mate, on this Chiefs game. Really? Some dummies out of the cot. Never seen anyone like it. Just spitting. I mean, we're above that. We wouldn't carry on like that. No, they, never. They were They were having a full-blown titty. Upset at Barry, of all no, people.
0: No, no, don't you touch Barry. Don't you touch him. <laughs> he, played, he played. He played. We He ref what he saw. And what he saw was what happened.
1: Hardest job in the game, refereeing. It is. Far be it from us to get on here and slander them. No, they don't get enough respect. They don't. What? Especially across the ditch. <laughs> um, I've also found the Kiwi commentary patronising. Yeah. Yeah. Can't Sorry wait that. <laughs> what do you want? to win it every game. So. You can't
0: what do they do? Eh? just polishing a turd at this point. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, all right. Well, should we jump in? Out. This is this has been a uh, this has been a podcast. This one. No, I've enjoyed it though. <laughs> Yeah, have we chatted enough footy? I don't know if we chatted enough actual games.
0: Well, we're three yeah. weeks in of a very, very, very similar narrative.
1: Yeah. Australian sides look all right for a bit, then they don't. Yeah. And, uh, oh, there's some oh, problems. Oh, 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 he's dead. Please stop. No, it's bad. It's really bad. But again, still a little bit of hope out there. All right, first one, Crusaders, Force in Canterbury. This should be close.
0: Well, I thought we were wrapping this up. Now you're throwing shit at me. Force <laughs> by a million.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, Reds v Blues up at Suncorp. Back to back, to repeat. Who's ref? Who is refing? Who is refing?
0: I don't think they've released that shit yet. No. They released it like Thursday, I think. But no, I saw one over there. He's already there. We might as well just get him to spit another one out. Get He's already back. in the city.
1: He's already got the jersey. Stay put. Um, who are you on here?
0: Which one for the Reds? Yeah, Reds Blues. Blues. Yeah, you little bitch, Jim. Yeah, it's the full, it's the full eighty performance. It's the spark. We'll see how they go, but my money would be on Blues at this point. But yeah, we'll see. But what? the but the good dollar's on the Reds, right? The good dollar. If you're interested in a return, the good dollar's on the Reds.
1: Yeah, I reckon the Reds' consistency. If, if they're not carrying any injuries, I think they'll be building. Blues been on tour here for a little bit. Blues will be going for a bonus point, three try lead when they should just be trying to win the game. Um, but what I do think hurts the Reds is the Blues is probably their uh, antithesis. The sort of, they've got the firepower out wide and they've got a good scrum. Yep. Um, and some play, mongrel too. Yeah. there's some real physicality. They play quite a similar game to the Reds where they lack a bit of composure, lack a bit of skill at the line out. Kind of remind me of the Reds a little bit. Yeah. So I worry, but I'm I'm going to the Reds. I'm loyal regardless of his refereeing. Um, Next one Highlanders Tars. Money's on the Tars, but Highlanders are at home. Yeah, I'm going to look. Highlanders comfortably.
0: (laughs) What are we doing here? Yeah.
1: Uh, Brummies Canes. Canes. Yeah, uh, look, I don't know where the Brummies' injury's at, but if the Brummies had slipper, Samo, Neville, Brown. I'd probably back him in this one coming back home. I really would, but I just don't think they can get it done with their current pack. So much of their game relies on the forwards being dominant and they're just not dominant. Uh, and then finally, Chiefs, Rebels. Ooh, that could get ugly.
0: Yeah, it could get very, very ugly.
1: Rebels. Not uh, I, I just think with the Canes,
0: on. right, here's the point where they prove themselves to themselves. They're coming against uh, what was the second... Best team in our comp, them feeling a little underdone in their domestic comp. Here's the point to prove, you know? They haven't come up against the Reds just yet, have they? No. Their, their final two games is where they proved to themselves their season was a good one. How talented is um, Jordy Barrett, by the way? Yeah, him and I, Savi is one of
1: my favourite players to watch ever. Came you know, for me, it's but... just Moana, McKenzie and Barrett are just, their dominance of the game is just absurd. All of them are just your average dude, man. Yeah, Geordie's bigger than you think. The other two at he's time. a tall
0: dude, but they're just they're just front-of-the-mill Kmart workers, mate, if you look at their rigs.
1: Yeah, it is a bit that
0: way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they lift boxes so they've got a bit of tone to them. But not apes. no, just, just Anko still, still shit. Still yeah. sinking a few on Friday. Yeah. Um all right, mate.
1: Well, cheers. Nice to catch up with you. Yeah, no worries, mate. We'll I'm, go, I'm gonna go watch Mayor of East Town. Yeah, nice. I'm gonna
0: do it too. Is it did you check if it's the finale or not? I think it is. I think if it is. is, I'm very excited.
1: It's not uh, been a great series, but I've been loyal to
0: it. Oh, it's all right. I don't mind the left and right detective turns, detective with a bit of attitude, shit going down, not going her way. I, I, this is, I think, you know, obviously they're painting it up to be those two fellas who's yeah, done it. But there's got to be, if it's in the spirit of the show, there's going to be a left turn and Mare killed the girl. She just had a blackout or something.
1: <laughs> i tell you what, all the Aussie tunes lose this weekend. We come back on and we start a TV series podcast.
0: I'm down. I'm about to start Peaky Blinders. Because I will run a
1: train on this gothic noir detective shit that they're rolling out. It's painful, mate. <laughs> uh, Peaky Blinders, This will, people will be upset with this, but it's not very good. Really? Don't say that horny it's mate don't get me wrong there's some sexy scenes it fits the genre really well there's some nice things some good characters but overall the acting is just awful it's oh, so what, how
0: many how many eps are you in i only made it one and a half seasons oh so you're fucking actually dedicated yeah yeah all
1: right i'm doing um uh, uh what's the one forest Whitaker, godfather of harlem at the moment Oh, is that all right? The history teacher in me loves it. Bumpy Johnson, Malcolm X, Cassius Clay. But again, it just doesn't hold up. Scripts. really.
0: See, I'm 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 almost done. Gangs of London. You tuned into that one yet? No, no. It's it's corny and it's like. We should make this a running
1: podcast. People are are off us right now. We better. No, we're done. I did forget
0: we were doing that. All right, but.